Welcome, folks, to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, and with me, as always, is Sal. We're going to, this is part two of the uh, interview with the Tices, Luke and Brenda Tice, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Last episode, we talked some Dogman, possible Bigfoot, some uh, some ghosts, and we're going to listen to uh, the second part of this interview. Uh, remember, folks, DosWolfMan88 at hotmail doc, at gmail.com, DosWolfMan88 at gmail.com, and Wolf and Sal at gmail.com. So you started experiencing all these kind of odd, you know, odd things happening yeah, to, to you to when me. you were 11. So tell us about yes. that. Start from there and then, you know, okay. start from there and then uh, we'll, uh, gosh, because we want to hear it from the beginning because then uh, that'll put yeah. a, a lot of things into perspective for us. Got you. Okay. Uh, yeah. When I was 11, when uh, things started happening, it was like I was telling uh, Josh is I was pretty, I, I was pretty sensitive spiritually and uh, especially when I was that young and um, I started having problems in my bedroom to where when I was going to sleep at night, it was almost like uh, uh, the temperature would drop mainly towards the foot of my bed around the, uh, what do you, not the headboard, the, the footboard. Um, and I would almost get like, uh, it's kind of like sleep paralysis, but I wasn't asleep. Like, you couldn't move. like I couldn't move. I would just freeze up and, uh, there would be an apparition in my room and it, and it got to the point so bad with that, that I was sleeping over towards my parents' room when I was, you know, 11, 12 years old. Um, it just freaked me out, man. It, it, I would just literally freeze up in my bed. Uh, I couldn't move. I could feel a presence there. I, I could see a presence there, but there was nothing I could do and it would just dissipate or whatever you want to call it. It would, it would just, it would fade away. How long would these episodes last? This was going on. This happened for about almost two months. And my parents, um, I was raised in a Christian home and my parents had this lady that, me and my dad called her grandma. She was an awesome lady, and uh, she's actually still alive. And she could, she would be speaking in tongues and stuff like that. Not nothing, just real crazy or nothing. It's not like she would just do it all the time. It was just, Southern Baptist, right? Yeah, but it wasn't like rattlesnakes or nothing like that. You know? Right, just uh, just and, Southern Baptist. Yeah, she came over and um, it, 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 when she walked in my room, just the expression and everything with her, like I kind of backed out. Like I would just stay in the hallway. You know, because there was a hallway that ran right there by a couple of the bedrooms. And um, she just started, man, going off in tongues. And um, she said there was like a demonic presence there. Um, she doesn't know why it was there, but it was there. I mean, I don't know if it could have been. It could have been the land or something that my parents had cleared. I don't know. I don't know even why it started. Um, because I wasn't like, you know, messing with Ouija boards or anything like that. I was, I was in church and stuff. So. You know, it, it freaked me out. Like I said, it freaked me out to the point that I was uh, sleeping over towards my parents. But you don't got to lie to us, Luke. We know you was messing around with Ouija boards. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Having seances. With mama. He was scared. No, I'll, I'll, tell you one thing. I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you one thing. It's uh, As far as with the Ouija board, um, my oldest sister, when she was going through her wild stage, um, they used to play Ouija boards in the cemetery. And the only story she ever told me, and she said this is when she had quit messing with them, was they were out there doing like a seance with a Ouija board and uh, they were trying to conjure something up and they did conjure something up. And they said there was this figure up in the tree that was kind of crouched in the tree, dressed like a Quaker almost. Um, 
they could see the outline of the hat, the the clothes. It, it looked like it had clothes on. Um, they said it had kind of uh, reddish type eyes, and they were. It was almost like they were asking it questions on the Ouija board. It freaked them out, and it was like that entity was answering them on the Ouija board, and uh, it pretty much said it was gonna kill them. And that's when it ceased with her messing with, um, with any of that stuff. That was in, that that, that was in Mississippi too. So in Mississippi, I don't know if y'all know, but when it gets dark in Mississippi, where I'm from, oh yeah, uh, it, it it gets dark, man. It gets it gets creepy, and there's like like I told Josh, there's a lot of old plantation houses around there. There's just you know, there's a lot of it's rich in history. Swampy humidity is what I remember going through. Yeah, and maybe getting mosquitoes and you know your mouth and ears. <laughs> that whole that whole southern corridor going through there, Alabama, Florida, all it's that all, stuff. It's very the Georgia, the, the sticky hot humidity. Mm-hmm. Lots right. of it. Now I had a question because you know your sister, the Ouija boards. Well, I don't like them. Never have, but. Um, no sir. She did. Uh, she messed around with the Ouija board at the cemetery. Well, that's kind of a double whammy right there, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> and seeing that that particular figure up there in the tree. Now, did she ever experience anything after? You know, you said she gave that up stuff up and basically said, "I'm done with it." After that particular incident, did she ever have any type of residual things still follow her around? Uh, she told me, and also my cousin, that's a girl, they're the same age. My sister is 41. She's 10 years older than me. Um, uh, they said this entity type thing had followed them home that night. When they got in their car to leave, it had followed them home. Um, actually, the house that they went to, uh, that's where my sister lives right now, as a matter of fact, in Mississippi, in my, like, right down the street from my old house, like, not even a block. Um that it had followed him home, and I, I can't remember too much after that because, I mean, this is back, she told me this back when I was, like, you know, 16, I think, 16 or 17, and that it had just, you know, kind of had terrorized my, because my cousin was actually living in that house, her and her family at the time, and um, that it had terrorized her, but I didn't really get any details as far as how it terrorized my cousin. My cousin never talked about it to me. She didn't want to talk about it. Um, I had asked her. She didn't want to talk about it at all. I don't blame her. I guess it must have been horrendous, to say the least, you know. Yeah, that's something that I never wanted to experience, like messing with Ouija boards or any of that kind of type stuff, because I believe that is a gateway for things to come through. Oh, yes. Uh, demonic beings mm-hmm. and things like that. So I, I, like, I don't even agree with them selling them at toy stores. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they sell them at toy stores. Yeah, right? it's, 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 it's the, the most ridiculous thing. You know, it is. I, I personally have never had a poltergeist to paranormal type event like that ever in my life. But I will say this: Ouija boards. Guess what? Hey, if you, you know, no, that's when you go messing around looking for for some type of a poltergeist, you're gonna get it. it. <laughs> you're gonna get it. I've never had it happen. You don't know to what me. you're gonna conjure up. Thank you. And I'm, you know, it's kind of like they're saying. Well, it's to me, I look at it kind of like, hey, if uh, you don't want to run the risk of uh, drunk driving well don't drink just just yep. cut it all out and don't don't do it and then you never have to worry or about drunk driving yeah <laughs> yeah but even then if you're drinking you're still running the risk of something related to the alcohol you know domestic yeah. disturbance stuff like that so it's probably easier just to don't drink wait, wait, and... wait, 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 hold up back up a second here so if you're, at home, you're just at home drinking all of a sudden you just turn into a domestic violence person 
well, back in the run lo- the risk of getting like I, I drink and I, wow, I better watch out, honey. I might just kick you across the room. Well, there, there <laughs> what are the heck some, are you talking about, man? There are people out there like that. Like the South Park episode where, like, I'm drunk and I, what is it? I'm in trouble and I drink Pap's Blue Ribbon. There Blue. you go. <laughs> but it's one of those things, you know, you, you'll, you'll have your wits about you. It's all I'm saying. So I yeah. get smashed drunk and, and I don't, and I stagger around with swords and mm. I don't stab my wife. But you know what's, <laughs> been a couple you know close calls, but she'd take care of you though. The second you <laughs> grab the sword, she is a fire plug. <laughs> she is a firecracker. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't drink at home, but I'm just saying, like, I don't drink at all really anymore, but yeah. very rarely. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that just drinking at home is going to increase your chances of domestic violence or whatever. No, you're no, no. About. We're talking about the potential things that could happen. Well, she's ta- you're talking about drinking and driving, and I heard Brenda say, right, she's God. like, I'm not going to go drive around drunk, and you're like, right. well, you drinking at all increases the risk of domestic. <laughs> it does. It actually takes the load off for a lot of people. I think you have a drink and you're just like, I feel, you know what? I feel pretty good. I'm not going to do eight but, Long Island iced teas. Yeah, there you go. You know, but I mean, you know, you have a All drink, right. you unwind, and there's mm-hmm. other things that people do. But some people don't know how to control it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that, I, yeah. See, see, Luke agrees. I, I think that the, <laughs> that the majority of people, or, or we'd be dealing with domestic violence all the time. You'd be surprised how many. No, no, no. I'm not because I, I run crime statistics. That's what I do. I actually do that. Like, where Scorpion's at tonight? The, 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 oh. the, yeah, he. I ran the crime statistics for that place. Oh, did you? And they're not oh. really that high, but there are some problems. But I guarantee you walk in most of those people's fridges, they'd have a beer or wine or something, and they're not beating each other up over the heads with, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what whatever. goes on behind right, closed yeah. doors? <laughs> whatever goes well, on that... behind closed doors, we don't really know. Okay. Well, <laughs> living in Texas increases your chances of getting hit by a cowboy hat. No, no, no. Getting shot. Well, you didn't get hit by a cowboy hat, that too. That, too. It is. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is part of the show, we guys. We just uh, we're, we're just messing around, but yeah. I just I just I disagree that just drinking a beer is going to make you want to beat your No, neighbor. no, I didn't say that. I'm just saying <laughs> alcohol. If you take it out of the equation, all the potential anything that could happen are, you know, reduced. If you just don't drink nothing. at all is what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Spoken like a Southern Baptist. Hey, <laughs> I'm talking about, but but I'm using that as a reference when you talk about. And I don't have a boards. problem with Baptists. I'm just kidding. I I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm just saying because like there's a joke like the, what well, this is, is this is all in reference to Ouija boards. That's how I feel about it. Like just don't don't mess with it. <laughs> I know, I know it. there's a lot of dry counties. I know where I used to live out in Haskell. No. Haskell County was like a dry county because yeah. the, the Baptists didn't allow. So the, what the Baptists would do was drive to Stanford to get their beer. Exactly. And then if they ran into a Catholic, yeah. the Catholic and the Baptists would agree that they didn't see each other. Exactly. <laughs> or the Catholic would say, I don't care because I'm just, I'll talk to the priest on Sunday morning. And I'll be fine. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to. As a Catholic, you're supposed to be, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be very strict and not supposed to do that. Yeah. And, and Baptists are the same way, but yeah. they all do it. Well, yeah. People Not all are, of them, but I'm just saying. People are people. You know, people are people. Like, I, you know, everybody tries. You try. We all fall short of the glory of God. That's true. There's no way you can't. You're human. Yeah, that's a fact. Like, I tell people all the time, and, I, and I'm not preaching here. Okay, no. It sounds preachy, but what, what I'm try, trying to say, and I'm not proselytizing to convert anyone to anything, but my personal relationship with Christ, you know, and I know that I am human, and I feel that God knows that. Christ knows that. There's no way that you can ever achieve correct 
perfection, and so you will sin every day because we are born into it. And we have no way to. That's we just, right. we just can't. Mm-hmm. The only thing you could do is be remorseful and try, and yeah. you'll fall flat on your face over and over again. Try to but, be better than the than the person you were the day before. But whatever you do, folks, you, you drink Pabst Blue Ribbon, you will go to jail. Yeah, that's that's some rough stuff. <laughs> just kidding. But okay. yeah, you know. But back to the point. Yeah, a Ouija boards, no thanks. Folks, don't yeah, mess that, with them. That, that whole area, uh, I was going to tell you all, that, that area over there um, was known for people doing, like, satanic-type rituals out there in the country uh, big time back when I was a kid before we had moved here and even a little bit after. Wow. There's so many places out that do that oh, are man, like that. Oh, man, I'm telling you right now, it gets... My uh, hometown, it, too. It can get real creepy real quick out there at night. First time I ever went, I was freaked out at night. Yeah, it just it gets... You know, pitch black out there. You see nothing but uh, uh, turn rows. Let me tell you something. My brother, he, he used to live up near Michigan, up in Michigan near uh, Detroit. And him and a buddy were out in, in the, the woods walking around. They, The way he told me, I think he was, they walked across some woods into a field where that there was some reported satanic activity, people that were doing rituals and stuff. They would find pentagrams and stuff. This was back before he became... Because my brother actually was a Satanist at one time, and he, he, he yeah, I remember y'all talking about that. He found day. God, and he came back. But he actually wa- went out there, and there was the these vehicles that were all. I guess they didn't see the vehicles. It was dark, right? And when they came up onto the field, there, there was a semicircle of a bunch of vehicles, and all their lights came on and shined on him and his friend, and then they took off running out of oh, there. Oh well. But but obviously there was something going on. Why were they all parked in a semicircle hanging out and they all the <laughs> lights came on at one time? Kind of like circle of the wagons. Yeah, I mean that's real. That's really weird. I mean I don't I don't know. I, I know that when I was a kid there was a lot of there were a few kids in particular and there was satanic stuff going on and you know they had this whole our parents talked to us and they had some guy come and talk to us and yeah that was a I know when I was a when I was in high school. They'd have people talk about it that, you know, it was kind of one of those awareness things. And they'd always mention the whole satanic stuff. And it's, like I said, in the 90s, for sure, it got really bad. Yeah, the 90s, I remember that was the the 80s and 90s, you know. And I know that, like, playing with Ouija boards is like, you know, like the meme on Facebook I saw. It said, you have to be 18 to smoke cigarettes and vote, but you can be nine years old and summon demons. Conjure up demons. Yeah. 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 And so Ouija boards to me are the quickest way to get into anything because it's like you go deep sea fishing and you don't know what you're going to catch. You're just going to catch something. You don't see it. You're going to conjure up who knows what. I mean. Exactly. So, Luke, let me ask you this. You you had these uh, shadow people encounters. Yes. And in this, uh, like I said, uh, when I was about 11 or 12, uh, when all that was going on in my bedroom, there, uh, Almost every time it would happen, there would be a black apparition kind of off, uh, kind of in the corner of the room. And like I said, it would kind of dissipate. It seemed like it was forever, but it's probably, you know, maybe 10, 15 oh, it'll, seconds. It'll feel like forever. Let me, I've seen them. What, what, what did it look like to you? Can you describe it? It was, man, it, I know for sure it had red eyes. I mean, that's just something I don't think anybody would forget. You see some red eyes. Um, the outline was kind of like a man. Um, it was just kind of, uh, what's the word for it? It was kind of distorted a little bit. Um, I couldn't make any out. I couldn't make out any facial features. It was just kind of the outline of a body almost. I mean, it never, if it had arms or something, uh, it never put them out or yeah, out to its side or anything. Definition. It was just, 
just a figure there, man. And, 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 it, and it didn't have a good feeling coming off of it. Uh, whatever I was feeling, and uh, to me, it was something demonic. What about uh, this? What the, a lot of people report the the blackness of it just being blacker than black, like darker than dark. Like that's exactly what it was like. It was like it was darker than dark. I mean, you could see the outline in the dark. I really didn't have I didn't have much light coming in my room, a little bit, but I mean, with the darkness from where it was standing, there was no light coming from the window towards that corner because it just couldn't um it, yeah it was darker than dark and like i said the feeling i had was very dreadful the first few times that i had told my parents they thought i was just over exaggerating um you know being a 11 year old 12 year old just being you know just exaggerating just having a, a bad nightmare but after it happened a few more times and they saw how serious i was and how consistent i was with the same you know telling them the same thing uh, they took it very seriously, you know. They were like, you know, we think there's some spiritual warfare going on here. Um, we need to get somebody over here, um, and you know, get that lady I was telling y'all about over to the house. And um, after she had done that, I had no problems. But it, here's the crazy thing about it: is my son, um, he stayed in that same room, and uh, about this, I think he was about ten, nine or ten, and he didn't, he doesn't know about any of this stuff. And he started experiencing something in that same room. Was this recently? This was when, this is what about, yeah, ago. a couple of years ago. He said that gray fingers. He came, he came to us, he said, he said that like gray fingers come up on the side of the bed, like grayish type fingers. Something would be setting on the end of the bed. Yeah, he was telling, he told more to Brenda as far as that's, you know, he went to his mom first. And Dude, we're telling her. Do you want to, do you want to tell us that Brenda or, do you, or, can, yeah, or... Oh yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, okay, so my dad passed away in 2012 and on August 25th um, from lung cancer. And my son, after we had moved into this house, again, my son would come to me and tell me that Paul Paul Craig was sitting on the end of his bed. That was not my dad, Josh and Sal. That was not my dad. Um, so then he started telling me that it would be the same thing that Luke said. It would be like contorted and distorted and stuff. And it would be fuzzy, but then he started seeing like these long gray fingers with claws coming up the side of his bed, and oh he would get God. so scared. How old he was would... he? Uh, he was nine. Poor little guy. Oh my God. Yeah, and he would come in our bedroom and he would sleep on our floor, which we had a hardwood floor. He would get a blanket, a pillow, and sleep on our floor, and I would wake up and look down, and there's there's my kid. So it it just it got to the point where he wouldn't sleep in that room anymore. It got to the point where. I would make a pallet every night, like a thick pallet on the on the floor next to my bed, and I would literally sleep down there with both of my kids. Wow, that's... <laughs> Whew, yeah, man. but he would tell me, Mama, it's Paul Paul Craig, and he said that every time that it would open his mouth and try to talk, it just looked like a black hole in his mouth. Yeah, and see, and we, we, we discussed this. I don't, I don't know if it's one of the shows we've released, but we, like I said, we've recorded a bunch of episodes that are written. We're, we, we're scheduling them for release. Yeah, once we, a week, we are you know? like two, three months ahead at this point. I mean, I'm not kidding. We've done a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But we, one of, one of the shows we did, I know we talked that like about how these entities, they can, they will mimic someone like a, a deceased loved one. Doppelganger. Yeah, like yeah, a doppelganger, my, my but it's never. We're extremely close. Well, yeah, and it's never like exactly. Like like one of my friends reached out to me after after one of the other guys from the old days 
told him, hey, check out Wolf. He's got a show. Wolf's doing a show. So he hit me up, and he's like, hey, Wolf, there, there's something that I never told you. And he said that one time that he thought he saw me on the patio or something, and, and he thought, and, 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 but he knew it wasn't me because I, he saw me come from another part of the house. Well, and, and he never really talked about it, but he didn't spend much time in the house anymore after that. He left. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, he had told me that that it, it, this entity had blue eyes. Well, I don't have blue eyes. And so I'm just going, like, whoa. That's he said crazy. That, like, there's always something that's different about yeah, they this. Yeah, don't, they don't do an, an exact replication. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. He said that, that the thing that looked like my dad, he also said, now I just remembered, that it didn't have eyes, that its eyes were just like black, like holes, you know, like when it, this, like the same way when it would open its mouth, it, it was just black. And see, he's, he's, he he, he's our son. He's like him. And my daughter are totally opposite. Like my daughter's just like, you know, social butterfly and all this. And he's like, he's more reserved, you know, he, he, it, it I don't know. To me, it seems like with him, it takes a lot especially when he came to his mom and told her that. So I'm like, it's for her, for me not to believe him, you know, especially after when he told his mom and then he, she wanted him to come tell me and the way I could, he didn't give me that many details. He just kind of said there was something sitting on the end of his bed and stuff. And the way he was telling it is like, okay, either he's a really good actor or he's telling the truth. And me, I was like, he's telling the truth, you know, he's an intro. He's an introvert. Yeah. When he, what's that? He's an introvert. An yeah, introverted person, and when he has something to say, it's usually because it's something to say. Typically, introverts exactly. introverts typically they they when they say something, they have something to say. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yes. Creepy, but amazing. Yeah, because my nephew Anthony, who's sitting right here in the studio, or this isn't the studio. This is actually my house. This right is now, the makeshift studio. This is the now. makeshift. <laughs> this is the makeshift travel studio. Um, the Anthony. When he was a kid, now Anthony, I don't know if you, are you okay with me telling these stories about how creepy you were. <laughs> he was he was an introvert. He was a very introverted kid, but there was a house that they lived in, and um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was a creepy old house. It was on Travis Street in Taylor, Texas. It was on Travis Street, and Anthony has no recollection of this, but I would go over there. I went over there a few times, <clears throat> and I crashed out on the couch in my sister's house. This is my oldest sister. And he, I woke up with him standing over me with his eyes closed, and then sometimes with his eyes open. It happened more than once. And I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you, you know? And, and so, like, I would try to put him back to bed, but then he would start to talk about weird things, you know, like just and and you know, and I'll be real honest. I remember this, but the reason that I ended up crashing out over there is because I, you know, we had had a get together or something, and, it up. talking about drinking. I didn't want to drink and drive, so I was like crashed out. But I wasn't drunk though, you know. I mean, yeah. I wasn't like drunk. Oh, I'm borracho. I can't. No, no, he was like he. This happened, you know, and he was standing over me, and he was holding this little red. Uh, remember that mijo, that little. What was it that Monito? You had that Power Ranger, the red Power Ranger, and he was holding it. It was like a stuffed one. And, you know, like it happened a couple times. Like I said, once when he was like obviously sleepwalking. And then another time when he was, when he had, you know, and he's a very introverted child, you know. And when he would, when he <clears throat> talked to me, I don't know, you don't even remember this conversation, but he had called his grandmother and was babbling, saying some stuff. And it was in the middle of the night and it was on her answering machine. Oh wow! 
And he was talking about, I, I can't remember what she said you were talking about, but it was just like all this weird information. Well, he did the same thing to me one night. Like he started kind of babbling and he kept saying something about the man touching his toes or something. And I was like, dude, and, and my, me and my brother were there and we're sitting at the table with his dad and he kind of came in. And it was like two or three in the morning and he was babbling. And I was just like, dude. And then he walked back to bed and I told his dad, I was like, you know, he sleepwalks. Like he yep. has these episodes, you know, and like he, you know, and like I came out of the bathroom one time, he was standing right there in the hallway and I'm like, whoa, like, you know, there you are again, <laughs> being very, being a very creepy kid, you know, right. he's a good kid. But I mean, when he was little though, but what, what was weird though, is it only happened in that house no, no, oh, wow. before else. that. No, before that, the house he lived in before that, there was no episodes. He never did that to me or to me and my brother, you know, to any of us or to his uncle, other uncle. None of us ever had any of that happen, but then he did it several times in that, or a couple times to me, but to other people too. But then, like, in, when they moved from that house, then it stopped. And I remember Anthony, you telling me that you had, you felt weird in that house, that there was something there, and that you had some experiences there, or whatever. <clears throat> but you know, like I said, he's an introvert, and you never really talked to me about a whole lot after or before or whatever. It was just in that particular house. So it leads me to believe that there was something there that was causing that. I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I'd definitely, I'd definitely leave that option open because you never know, especially when you're living in old houses. And It was an old house. It yeah. was a nice old house. It had yeah. like hardwood floors, if I remember correctly. And About 1930s model, maybe? Probably. It was yeah. old. There's a lot of old houses like that in Taylor. But yeah. I think as a, as a child, uh, how old were you at that time, Anthony? seven you were like a little seven-year-old kid but boy and, and he was he was he's always been a weird creepy looking kid like when he was when he was born he was like two feet long i'm just kidding yeah. i always tease him I, I love him you know i'm just playing with you seriously though he he, he just like he but you know it was just weird because like you know you're standing out on the porch you know and there he comes there he comes at two in the morning and you're like whoa there you are again you know like why do you keep getting up and wandering around you know and this had never happened before, and it didn't happen afterwards, but it just happened there. Yeah, pretty much That's like weird. your son. Yeah, pretty much like your son with that house. And and some people think that having episodes like this or, or events like this happen to them and then their children experiencing the same thing, there's a lot of credence that could be lent to the fact that these things may be attached to people who are particularly sensitive your son could be sensitive to uh, the same things you're sensitive to. You had your episode there, you know, Luke, and so I'm pretty sure that he's probably sensitive, and there there could be something there. So, Luke, what else has, has happened to you? Um, well, I was going to back up real quick on that that cottage we were living in. Yes, go ahead. Uh, one of the weird things, too, is after we moved in the landlord came over and i didn't even realize it at first in our closet but it went up towards the attic he told us absolutely no going in the attic well that thing was sealed up pretty tight like i tried to use a uh, uh, battery powered drill you know to take the stuff off and that was another thing that kind of tripped me out about that place was you know why not why can't i go in the attic you know he just said, absolutely, no going in the attic. So no telling. I don't know what was in that attic. I don't know if that had something to do with, oh, 
the way that house was, how it kind of had like a shroud over it. I mean, the, you know, like I said, when we first looked at it, I just, it, they were built in like the 80s, I believe, the early 80s. It was, I don't know, I just didn't get a real good feeling from it. But like I said, we were in a situation we really had no choice. And actually, the price on it was good. So that might have, should have been a red flag right there. Yeah. Or it actually being a cottage and it was in town close to accessible to stores and everything, but yet it was in a wooded area. Mm-hmm. So this is the one that you guys stayed in for four months only? Yes, sir. Only four months. And when I told you when stuff had started starting to come flying out cabinets and stuff and stuff getting moved. Uh. Um, and another thing, I'd like, like I said, I'd be sitting there playing video games most of the time when I got off work from driving all day. And uh, there were times I'd be sitting in the recliner and the way it was sitting, I could look to my left and look down the hallway to our bedroom. You know, like I told you, you can look from our bedroom into there. Um, pretty good little long hallway. I would always out of the corner of my eye, I would see uh, apparitions just, you know, just out of the corner of my eye. And I would just turn and look. And these, and a lot of times, these were times that it was just me in the house uh, when that would happen. Because, you know, I would game or something. I'd get some, you know, the kids or nothing would be around. So You'd catch a um, glimpse. What what did it look like? It was just like a, like a, like a, um it was a dark color you know almost like black i mean that's that's how it caught the corner of my eye Ugh. just because it was such a dark color and it was like it was going from the bathroom towards my kids oh. that actually makes the hair stand up because that i know exactly what you're talking about and i, I don't and, and i would get it yeah i would get that feeling in my oh. stomach i'd be like i feel like something's watching me you know and this would be broad daylight man this would be yeah um like this was during when the days that wouldn't get dark till like almost nine o'clock Oh, okay. This like that that'd be about the middle of summer. Yeah, this was this was last uh from from the summer to let's see. From July, what I guess that'd be four months, so July, August, September, October. So I'd I like think, to know like, what was in that attic. Time. I I don't know, man. All I know is I'd asked him and he just said absolutely you well, know, don't yeah, I mean, he just, like, cut me off. Um, he was also a weird uh, character, too. At first, he seemed like a normal person. He, he was, like, 86. He was from Poland. I'm like, man, this guy might have been around, you know, during... <laughs> might have came here right when World War II was starting. But anyways, he, he had, like, a strong accent still. And um, he got, like, real... He was... I don't know if he was bipolar or something, but, like, we, we had problems with him, too. And that was also another reason we got out of there. He was still in our mill. I mean, it was just it was just a whole crazy situation, but definitely with the stuff going on in the house, I told Brenda, I said, you know what, it's time to go ahead and let's pack up and get out of here. So, um, backing up real quick on age-wise, um, you know, after all that stuff ha- had happened in my bedroom, um, not too much happened between that time and when I was 20. Now, when I turned 20, um, some of my buddies and me, uh, you know, we were bored a few nights. We were like, so let's go out to the Salem Cemetery. Um, that's the name of one of them. Uh, so it's just way out in the country. So uh, we went out there one night. It was just a quiet night. I think it was close to about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Um, there were three of us. He's got problems, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> like this sem- <laughs> This cemetery we went to is not a real big one, so, like, the whole driveway is like horseshoe, right? You know, like, you go in the cemetery, and it's like a horseshoe. It goes around, and then comes, you know, the exit. So, we park outside the gates, and the gates are, like, just regular chain-link fence. And on the very back side of the cemetery is nothing but solid woods. Well, anyways, we're walking up the path. We've probably been there about 10, 15 minutes. Um, 
we hadn't been drinking or, or doing anything. We, we were walking up the main little horseshoe road. That's what you want to call it. It's horseshoe shape. No, that was a different time. And anyways, we're just walking around. And uh, me and my buddy Chuck, uh, he started talking about somebody that had gotten killed. I don't even know how I got brought up. Uh, we had taken a digital camera with us. We, we were wanting to take some pictures. Yeah, we were wanting to see if, you know, we could get anything on camera. And Sal, as a matter of fact, that's what I had messaged you about. I, I have those pictures in an email, and I want to send them to y'all. Yeah, but this is do. what had happened. Uh, me and Chuck were standing there talking. There's a big old oak tree behind me that's pretty much almost like dead. Like, it looks like your typical <laughs> cemetery tree, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it's a real big tree. And uh, the wind barely picks up just a little bit, and it stops. And when he had got done talking about that, it sounded like somebody really heavy sat on one of the big branches on that tree at, like, it didn't sound like the wind blew it. It sounded like somebody sat on it. It made that rant, like, and the chi- I'm getting the chills right now because I remember it clear as day. We're sitting, we're standing there, and I saw his eyes, and I look at him because uh, we can actually kind of see a little bit from the glow of the digital camera. And uh, the other guy, he comes back over there that's with us. He's like, you know what's going on? I said, Chuck, take a picture behind me towards that tree. He took a picture. And all you see is this thick, white, uh, like, ghostly-looking trail coming from where that, I heard that sound, like, up by a branch, and it was, it kind of went up from the branch, and it was coming towards us. And you guys have pictures of this? I have pictures of it. Oh, dude. And it's in an email, it's in one of my emails that I can't remember the password, I'm locked out of it. Oh, okay. Josh, when y'all, when y'all see this, it's crazy, man, like, we had a people that we showed it like when, when he took the picture i saw his face because he looked at it you know it was on a digital camera and like i was like chuck let me see it because it kind of started freaking me out even more and i saw it and i'm like okay um i don't know what's going on here i think we got more than we probably bargained for <laughs> yes, and uh like we just took off out of there like you know we just we were all walking pretty quick uh, i don't blame you when did this happen that happened in that that was before me and my wife got married, so that happened in like two thousand nine, two thousand eight. So this was this was an old country cemetery out here in Texas. Right? It's actually it's actually like probably about five miles down the road from my house right now, and, and it's a it's a all uh, like African American cemetery. Oh okay okay, because it, yeah. it it's reminiscent of where I grew up, and I still have a lot of family back there and everything else, but in Comanche County. Uh, there's this cemetery out there that the locals know, you know, by the name of Ghost Light Cemetery. Yeah. And many people report all kinds of weird stuff out there, orbs, you name it. And um, I've been out there once, but it's years ago. Nothing happened, but it does, I will say this, it gives you a creepy feeling because, actually, I take that back. It's not Ghost Light Cemetery. It's like Ghost Light Bridge. There's a, there's a grave of a little girl. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, it was a little girl that died when settlers were moving into Texas, you know, back in the day. And so people go out there and they leave stuff on the side of the road, that little grave and stuff like that. But people have reported all kinds of creepy stuff happening out there. Or I wouldn't say yeah. creepy, but odd things. And and so what you're talking about, uh, oh, you know, there's plenty of cemeteries all over Texas that are just out there by themselves. Yeah. So I. I'm understanding you totally. Uh, and, and also, um, 
uh, that same night, as a matter of fact, before we had gotten out of the truck, we took pictures, just like random pictures. There were orbs. I got those pictures too. There's orbs all in that picture, and my wife can uh, attest to that because I took her out there with me. We went back there with two of the same guys. Like this was like, I guess this was probably about a year and a half, two years later. I guess about two years later. And uh, after me and her, we were still dating. We weren't engaged or anything yet. And uh, when we went out there, um, we took pictures right when we uh, were about to walk in. There's orbs in the pictures. There, there was there was no rain. There was no rain. None of that stuff. Um, we had recorded some stuff on a phone that we do not have anymore, voice recorded because we were hearing no- weird noises towards the back of the cemetery, and we kind of walked back there. Yeah, I was hearing somebody pacing back and forth on the on the pacing deal. Um, like I said, there's woods that run at the back of that cemetery on the other side of the chain link fence. And you can't see in them. I mean, it's thick uh, foliage. And we're standing there, and it's we all hear this. because We look at each other, and something like ungodly speed, with ungodly speed, was running from one point, like the corner of the cemetery, almost to the other corner. And it, and it did it two more times. It went back. And at first we thought, when we first started hearing it, you could hear the leaves and everything. When we first heard it, we were like, okay, that's got to be like a, like an armadillo or something, you know, because you know how they'll rummage around in leaves and make all kinds of noise. Well, no, that, that it started moving down the chain link fence, like right there in the woods. And, it, and like I said, it came back, it did it two more times, and we got freaked out, and we ended up leaving. It was just, and it was also a eerie feeling. Like when you go out there, because I've been out there a total of, I think about four times, if I remember correctly, and one y'all you're in a cemetery you know it's, it's not going to be a nice feeling but on top of that it's just like when you go out to that one because i've been out to multiple uh, several ones around this area uh you just you have that feeling of something watching it, it's just the weirdest feeling man i've had that feeling out there um I'm, you know it's just it's a weird feeling well a lot of, you also have to consider that there's many people who reported being out in cemeteries and stuff and having dogman encounters yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I've heard that. Black dogs too. The yeah, cadejo. Yeah, the cadejo is a uh, is basically, um, if you did a English translation, you you don't have a direct word for word translation, but it'd be the equivalent to the the hell uh, the devil dogs, hellhounds. Hell you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you you get those in the cemeteries, and and I, I've referenced this before. Uh, there there was a guy that I interviewed about the dogman. And he was a DJ at our nightclub, and he was out in Marfa, Texas, out in West Texas. And him and his, uh, which is now his wife, um, they saw these two dogmen that they looked like they were playing or something. Oh, wow. And they were in a cemetery, you know, and, and, and then, of course, something attacked their house. And that was the end of that. You know, they were they, they moved, you know. but uh, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think I I think I did that one in episode uh, fifty eight or something like that. I think I told that story. Yeah, I think it was episode fifty eight on on uh, Vic's channel. Vic's channel, yeah. Dog it was Man a guy that DJed for a while, and I just remember him telling us that story. And it, it yeah, it was pretty freaky. Like the, they 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 saw it in a cemetery that was right by down the road from their house on the edge of town, or what, or I guess, or maybe it was in town. I'm, I'm assuming, because my grandfather lived out there, and I've been out there a lot when I was younger, and I'm trying to remember exactly where they were saying that it was, and I, I'm trying to remember exactly where that cemetery was at, but I think it was, you know, I think it now, I think it's like in town. 
Oh, the development has reached. I it. think they've developed a little bit out there. It's it's not a big town by any means, right. but still, it's more people has moved out there. But they were living in an old adobe style house, and it was right down the road from a cemetery. And they drove by the cemetery, and they saw these dogmen. They didn't know what they were. He didn't say, "Hey, I saw dogmen." He said, "I saw yeah. werewolves." You know, he was he was giving me a werewolf story. He had not said anything about dogman because this was light years before I'd ever even heard the term. I didn't even know what that was. You know. Yeah, you weren't even familiar with the term until you got on Vic's show, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, when he told me this story was like back in like 2000 or something. I mean, it was like a long time ago. And he's like, hey, I got a werewolf story, you know. because And, and it all started by joking around with my name. You know, somebody was like, uh, my friend Big John was like, we call him that because uh, he's actually a werewolf. And then, <laughs> and then he, this guy tells me, he's, well, I actually have a werewolf story because we were talking about ghosts because the club is haunted. That club is haunted, and it's that building's well over 120 years old. Actually, I think it's even older than that, 130 years or something like that. That that building, though, a lot of those buildings downtown on 6th Street in Austin, they're, they're haunted. Yeah. And yeah. We, we talked to one of the, the club managers that's currently a club manager now. And he's talking about wanting to do a ghost hunt there, in, in because when he's there, he like me when I was, you know, working there, I experienced a lot of weird things. Uh, one of the guys that you know, good friend that I took you downtown and met, Armando, we were walking up the stairs and something yanked our rags out of our back pockets. <laughs> and I looked down and they're like sitting at the bottom of the stairs and we're in the back of the club because there's the stairs in the back of the club. And I'm like, mm, well, I'm not going to get that, so I'll just let you keep. <laughs> I'm going to let you keep that because we just kind of just walked in and it was my door guy. And he was like, yeah, I'll just go get another one. I don't need it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. We'll grab another one. <laughs> yeah. So I just was, you know, and I would be in the back. And one time I was in the back of the club by myself. I'll just, I'll tell you this one. I was sober. I was working and, and, and it was early in the night. I, I used to open and it was when I was a peon. I was nobody there. I was just a little peon and I was opening the club and. I went back there to get some, we had these little plastic ashtrays because you used to be able to smoke inside, you know. And so I was getting some plastic ashtrays because a couple of them were broken, you know. And we had a ton of them. And so I went back there and I was getting some and I heard somebody go, like that. <laughs> and I was like, like I turned around thinking it was like one of my bosses, you know. And I, I, I was pretty sure that it was just me and one of the managers that was the only people there. So I thought maybe somebody else had come in. And but I didn't hear that that creakety door open from the back of the from the front of the club to the back of the club because this was employees only area, and I was like looking around and then I said their name and then they didn't answer so then I was like this is employees only, and so then I just walked out to the, out the back because I had to get something out of my truck and then I walked back in, well I had propped the door open with like a rock and my truck was right there in that back parking lot and you actually know where that parking lot is yeah. so you, I could see you you so anyways I jumped back down off of that that uh, that. That, that little that wall, that little bankment, you know, yeah. I jumped down off of it and I went, and the, the rock was outside and the door was locked, was closed. And I was right there. I didn't see anybody walk by, so somebody did that. So I had to go all the way around the front of the club and bang on the door to get the manager to come and open it. And he's like, what happened? And I'm like, well, I went out the back to get my truck. And he was like, what happened? I was like, well, I put the rock and somebody. So then I, and I told him that I had heard somebody go like that. And instead of him going... Well, it's because somebody came in and, you know, wandering around. He goes, dude, I hear that all the time. <laughs> oh, and wow. then he told me that one time when he was back there or whatever, he heard a woman say, hey, like like a woman's voice. Well, at that time, I had never heard that woman's voice, but I did eventually hear that. Like not 
it say hey but say something mm-hmm. and it was actually my name oh wow my my god-given name not wolf mm-hmm. and and nobody at that club went like there were a lot of people that probably this day wolf, they huh? don't know my name is jo- nobody they, they probably don't even know my real name most people unless they're friends with me on facebook they don't even, they don't even know they just call me wolf everybody calls me wolf i mean I mean, literally, my own cousins and stuff call me Wolf. It's very, that's just what they do. And so when I was in the back of the club, I heard somebody say Joshua. Wow. And it was a woman's oh. voice. And when I turned around, I was just like, whoa. And I was like, hello? Like I was trying to speak and there was nobody back there. Yeah. That was weird. So. <laughs> yeah. Totally understand. Totally understand the, uh, you know, <laughs> that, another, that cemetery uh, thing. Please. Crazy. Go thing ahead. is uh i didn't mean to cut you off I'm sorry. no no no. go, go ahead. ahead go ahead go on, on. <laughs> is uh my my mama's house over there in mississippi um it's actually a it was a world war ii barracks and it got converted into a house hmm. oh that's interesting and um surprisingly the only the only issues i had is uh you know you go in the house and uh pretty much you go through the carport go up some stairs into the house you're in the kitchen big kitchen area and everything and then you can walk in the living room well when you walk in the living room you're looking straight down the hallway with all the rooms you know on each side of the hallway anyways uh if you go all the way down the hallway to the end to the left it would be my mama and papa's room and then to the right was uh just one of the guest rooms well that guest room i had a few things happen in that room when i was in high school playing it you know playing football up here um that I wouldn't even sleep in that room anymore. Uh, you can even ask my wife. She stayed in the house. We slept in the living room. And, you know, she was she was like, she was like, why don't we sleep back there? And I told her this stuff when I'm about to tell y'all. Well, anyways, when I would be sleeping in that room, and uh, I had a fan that one of those old school fans where you press the big button on the bottom of it, you know, and it, you can make it oscillate. Just one of the old ones, you know. Anyways, I had it set up by the bed. Always got to have a fan when I'm sleeping. And uh, kind of like Josh was just saying about how he heard his name. I didn't hear my name, but it was something that was on the lines of saying like, "Hey, hey, you," uh, through through the fan, through the like, you know, making, you know, how it kind of makes that noise behind the fan when you would when you were a kid and talk through it. But it was kind of like a lower pitch, and uh, that happened. It only took one time for that to happen, and I, I was wide awake. I was aware. I wasn't half asleep. I wasn't dreaming. Um, I mean, I was wide awake. I had just actually laid down about to go. I'd probably been in bed maybe like 10 minutes and that had happened and I didn't get a good feeling from it. And I ended up getting up. And I mean, you know, this is, I mean, I was lifting weights and everything. I was in, I was a, a pretty big and I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to get out of here. And ever since that had happened, uh, I have not slept in that room. Uh, my mom and papa, they passed away not too long ago, but my aunt, she lives in that house now. And uh, I haven't stayed there since they passed, but uh, I will not stay in that room, man. <laughs> There's just something about that room. I don't have that feeling in any of the other rooms. Um, but I'll sleep either in the living room or the other guest room if it's available. You know, if somebody else, a family isn't staying there when we travel over there. Wow, that's pretty crazy, right there. So what? What other? Uh, <clears throat> what other things have happened to you? No, that's pretty much. I mean. 
Brenda's got something. I mean, that's pretty much. Well, we're not uh, talking to Brenda. I... We're talking to Luke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda, you had I'm, your I'm turn, and now we're talking to Luke, and that's it, guys. No more stories. Well, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, main... I'm just kidding. Yeah, Brenda, what, uh... what do you have to say, Brenda? What do you got for us? Oh, my, my uh, grandma and grandpa, because uh, Luke had just reminded me speaking about his grandparents. So my grandma and grandpa, they lived in Fairfield, Texas, and the two-story house that they lived in was way, way, way out in the country, and they actually excavated all the graves out there, and they built the house on top of the cemetery. Ooh. So that's a frog, baby. That's a baby frog. Sorry, my daughter just saw a little baby frog. Um, anyways, uh, there's a there was a small like little cemetery on the outside of their their fence in the backyard, and the people that had lived in the house actually my grandpa helped build that house, but the people that had lived in that house before them they had five children. And all of their children passed away. Oh, man. Yeah. So they, I'm talking about from the ages of eight months all the way up to 12 years old. And they were all buried in this little, you know, sectioned off area. You know, that, that black, um, uh, what is it? Black iron with the points on the end of oh, it, yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of fence. Yeah. And this was like back in the 1950s. I mean, I read the dates and stuff on the graves and everything, but, um, <clears throat> My grandpa, my grandma would actually tell us stories about they would hear stuff in the house. And one night me and my cousin were asleep upstairs and my grandpa actually came upstairs and he woke us up because he thought that we were running through the the house upstairs and we weren't. And after that, you know, like a little while, a little while later after that, me and my mom, because I always slept with my mom and my dad when we went to the house because it freaked me out. Even when I was 12 years old, I slept with my mom and dad in that house. I would not sleep by myself. So one night I woke up and I looked like there was two rooms that were adjoined by a little hallway, but there was no door. And I looked and I saw this black thing crawling on the floor. Ugh. Yeah. And it, it, it was, it was weird. I mean, I was freaked completely out. I woke my parents up and I told them. And then the next day I told my grandparents and my grandma was like, Oh, that thing is just the thing that walks around the house at night. And I was like, what the frick dude? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine it wasn't what the freak. I imagine it was quite yeah. a... <laughs> it was a bad word, but I'm yeah. not going to say it. Yeah. And then on another occasion, um, they had a huge fireplace in their living room. And I, this, I was younger. I think I was probably about six. And we were all sitting in the living room and it was around Christmas. Um, it wasn't cold outside. It was one of those days we, you know, Texas weather it was like 75 probably. So we were all sitting there and me and my cousins got up and went outside to play. And the next thing you know, like my mom, my dad, my grandma, my aunt, my grandpa, they're all running out of the front door. The freaking fireplace started by itself. So they told me that. I don't definitely know if it's the truth. Maybe there was a coal in there or something, but supposedly it had started by itself. And then my grandma had these little cherubs uh, that were hanging above the fireplace that had like music notes and stuff around them. And my grandma, I had overheard her telling my mom that one night, they started singing like she could hear singing coming from the the things hanging on the wall. That so it, it was it was pretty freaky. weird. Yeah. And then the swing set, there was a huge swing set in the front yard. And remember, I told you the five kids are buried there. So the swings would there be no wind, dude. And the swings we I've seen it myself. They would start swinging by themselves like a kid was literally on it swinging back and forth. All of them. So, yeah, that's it, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. And that house is still there. I haven't seen it in years, but my sister said that it's still there. 
and the people that live there, my sister had told me that, um, cause she lives in Fairfield, everybody in Fairfield knows everybody. She had told me that they had a, a, a preacher come out to their house and bless that house because they had so much activity going on in that house. My grandpa actually died in that house. Oh man. Um, yeah, he passed away in that house. He was on hospice and stuff. So I don't know. And he wasn't saved. Like, you know, me and my husband, we're, we're Christian, Southern Baptist, we're saved. Uh, but he wasn't saved. So I don't know if he's still in that house. Might be, he's probably not there now. But, yeah, they had a preacher come out and bless the house and stuff. Wow. It doesn't surprise me, you know, all the events that you're talking about. Because many, many people believe, and then others have reported, that houses that are, you know, haunted by entities, et cetera, et cetera, that... A lot of them had to do with uh, being built over cemeteries and so on and so forth. So I would, yes, I would put stock in it was quite in stock in the idea that it was probably those those children since, you know, they were buried on a family plot right there. And, and you know, it makes you wonder were they properly, you know, exhumed and everything else and reinterred somewhere else. But yeah. sounds like uh, it sounds like they weren't. Another thing, speaking of what you were talking about a while ago with Luke, with the cemetery, the whole hellhound thing, the black dogs. Yes. My grandma actually told my mom, I was probably about 13 at this time, and my grandma had uh, come and stayed the weekend with us, and she was talking to my mom. She had told my mom that she her dogs were barking, like, really, really loud, and she went out in the yard, you know, towards the little cemetery that was on the other side of the fence, and she said that she had saw two large black dogs running around in the, in the woods out there. I, I remember that because that really, really scared me. You know, like I said, when I was like 13 and speaking of what y'all were talking about, that makes me think that that's probably what they were since that house was built on top of an old cemetery. Yeah. And Sal was asking something about with the children. Did they exhume them? Or they... No, no. The, the, the graves were, they're still there. Oh, they just built right over the top of them. Um, no, it's what I'm saying is the cemetery, the little cemetery, is yes. on the outside of the, the fence in the backyard. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's there. I've read all the headstones, everything. I can't remember the names. I remember some of the dates, but the, the little cemetery is still there on the outside of the fence. Okay, so they didn't disturb the graves. No, they okay. didn't disturb the grave at all, but no telling what no, else. I mean, I'm guessing yeah. the house was, like, right there by. Yeah, the house is, like, right here, babe, and then the fence goes all the way around mm -hmm. the house, and then... You like the fences right here, mm. and here's the little cemetery on the outside of yeah. the fence. It's like right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so it's right there. It makes you wonder, you know, as far as the, the history of the place, does it? what kind of history could it possibly have even right. before, those, before that, that family? And, you know, and they had those unfortunate, you know, deaths of their children. Yeah. Makes you wonder what type of history was, was around there, is associated with it. So it's... It makes you wonder what the kids passed away from yeah. You know? yeah it sounds like something traumatic disease or a lot of times depending you know if you're talking the 1950s 40s to 50s and whatnot could have been a lot of uh illnesses that that was that was uh, commonplace because probably where this house is at was not anywhere near a hospital or, or doctors where you could just get to them really fast, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Now, I know the oldest one, my cousin, that uh, she's she's like 45, but um, she was living in the house with my grandparents. I know the oldest child that had passed away, her and my grandma were talking, and they found out that they actually found the little boy in the woods. Oh. 
that he had passed away in the woods. Yeah, I remember them talking about that. Did they ever say where it was from? Uh, no, they didn't say what he passed away from because they really didn't dig into it. But my grandma and my cousin, had they were talking about that, that they had found the, the baby in the woods. So I, I don't know. I know there's a there was a tank like a pond in the very mm-hmm. back of the property. Yeah. So maybe he might have drowned it or something, you know? That's, well, again, there's a traumatic death. If, if he drowned, yeah. there's, there's a traumatic death there. So, un, you know, restless spirits, not uncommon associated with a traumatic death. So, yeah, that's. Whew. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of, you know, like digging into, you know, when you move somewhere like, Maybe, you know, you start having weird stuff happening, you want to know the history of the place. Um, back in uh, 2007, 2008, um, when I was first going in the old field, I was single and everything. Um, I had a place actually not too far from here. And um, I was just having weird stuff happen there, man. And I, I would just like brush it off and um, uh, just things being moved, not, not in front of me, but just stuff that I would put somewhere and it'd be moved. And, uh, I'd go to most, I, I just didn't feel comfortable in that place too much. And, um, I ended up getting with the owner and, uh, I was wanting to find out the history of that place. And actually a psychic used to run her business out of that place I was in. Oh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. When, when he told me that, that kind of connected the dots for me. It was just, uh, having that feeling being in there, uh, like something was watching you, you know, in your own kitchen, not even feeling that comfortable. Uh, I did finish my lease out there, but as soon as it was up, uh, I ended up moving out. But when I actually got him to give me the history on it, who had lived there and all that, he said the woman that had lived there before had ran her, uh, psychic business out of it. So I don't know if bedroom I was staying in was her office where she did her stuff or, or what. But it was just the uh, same kind of uneasy feeling. Well, you know, the, some, you know, psychics, from what I understand, a lot of times, all they'll, you know, they just give you a, a reading, for lack of better words. They, they don't mm-hmm. usually conjure anything, but it's hard to tell what. Well, and how are they doing it? It yeah. depends, because I think some people do have an intuitive ability, like I told yes, you that's about what that, I'm saying, that yeah. guy that could actually read your mind. Yeah. Some people and do it naturally. Some that can that actually use a familiar spirit, which yeah. is demonic. Yeah, they that's that's a form I, I will, of conjuring. <clears throat> if, if, do you guys is that is that all your stories? That that's all I have. We, uh, have, one thing we I, have drained all your stories from you. Well, <laughs> I guess we're we done. one one thing I can say is, um, especially what had happened to me when I was younger, uh, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. Because that has stuck clear in my mind since it has happened. And like I told you, I'm 31 now, and I still remember it clear as day. Um, it's not any kind of feeling I wish on anybody, the, the, the feeling that I had with, uh, with that. Yeah, that's like me. That thing poking <laughs> its head out of the bushes looking mm-hmm. at me, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, that I know would definitely, just the sound of it is creepy. I know. Thank God my daughter wasn't with me. Yes. People yeah. always say things. They say, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. I will be honest. I wish really bad things on my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I will see something really horrible on TV and I'd be like, hmm, I'd like to see my enemies suffer like that. 
<laughs> but I guess I'm just a twisted person. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm, no, I, I, I'll leave you with this. I, I have, since we're talking about cemeteries and this show has gone on and on, but you guys, I'll tell you a story and this is the last and then we will shut it down. Yeah, we'll call it a night. <laughs> we'll call it a night. And talking. <laughs> well, since, we're, since we're talking about cemeteries, I and Sal, I've told you this one already. I think you've already heard it, so you're not nothing exciting for you, but I was doing security. Uh, this was about 15 years ago. And uh, I'm trying to remember, pretty sure I was working downtown too, but I had to like work two or three days a week or whatever because I had my guard card or whatever. I had to like work a certain number, I don't know, to, to stay in, in, in that company's system or whatever. So anyways, I got a job that I had to do. And it was only, like I said, three days a week. And, and so the guy tells me, you know, this guy that I've known for years, he said, hey, uh, I got a post for you and, and, I, and I've had some problems keeping it staffed. Well, usually that's a red flag. You know, you should know that if there's been problems, then it's probably going to be a headache. Is this the one that paid a little bit better than the other? Yeah, posts? absolutely. Okay. And so he, it it paid me a little more. So I said, oh, you know what, I'll do it. And I had to drive out to the country. It, it was an old country cemetery, and I don't want to. I don't even know if I should say where it's at because it's probably not. But anyway, shall taking his head no. So anyways. So, um, because you never know these people, who knows, you know, you're talking about yeah, people's property yeah. and stuff, who knows, they get weird. But anyway, it's a very popular, there's a very popular place that people go out there, but this cemetery is not far from there. And so I was working out there and they were actually, there was some sort of like boundary dispute with the, the people that own the land next to it. So they had to inter disinter like several of the graves and move the fence. Like it was weird. Like what was going on? So I go out there, and the post had been going on for about two or three days. And for two or three days, I think it was three days, I think, they had had a different guard every day. <laughs> and so my old boss, he tells me, hey, can you do it? You know, And uh, I'm a big dude, you know, and he'd call me Bubba, you know, because I'm a big guy. And, and this guy would always just call me that. He goes, hey, Bubba, can you do this? You know, you're a big dude, and I know you're not scared. So when he starts telling me all that, I'm going like, oh, God. But then when he told me what it paid, then I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I go out there to work it, and I end up, it's a cemetery, okay? And, like, he finally tells me, well, it's a cemetery. At that point, I wanted to back out, but I had already told him, I'm not afraid, I'll do it. And there's two or three of the other guys there at the office, so I don't want to look like a right. like a coward. So I'm like, yeah, well, pff, I'm, I'm not afraid of any ghosts. And I'm, and I'm leaving the office going like, oh, my God, what am I doing, dude? So I was already kind of <laughs> apprehensive. So you would automatically think, okay, you're going into it thinking that something's going to happen. Well, I cleared my mind of all that, all right? I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, I'm just, if something happens, it happens, but I'm not going to be thinking it's going to happen. I didn't ask what had happened to the other people because I didn't want to know going into it. So I get out there, and not only is it out in the country, which I don't like out in the woods, Thanks to right. your event. Thanks to what happened to me when I was 15. Mm -hmm. That was foremost in my mind, really, was just like, you know. Another dogman. Yeah, inside. well, there had been sightings out there in that yeah. area. You know, of course, even at that point, I wasn't really calling it dogman. I was still thinking of it as a werewolf. But I was thinking, this isn't far from so-and-so, you know. So I'm out there, and I'm already freaked out, dude. So I get out there, and I had a big dog. It was a Mastiff, and I took him with me to work. It was out in the country. I figured, why not? So I take him out there with me. It was weird because, like, I fell asleep. 
Okay. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't like the best guard in the world. Okay. I mean, you're tired. It was a 14 hour shift. I fell asleep. Once the, the, the guys that were working there, they were like, all right, see you later. They left about 11 o'clock or something. And they were only there late that late because they were doing something. They, they, they messed something up and they were trying to fix it or whatever. So they were working pretty late. And so I just says, all right. So I, I knocked off in the corner of the cemetery and I just went to sleep. It's not a big place, but it's not a small place either. And my dog wakes up and he's whining. So I'm thinking, okay, Ivan, you got to go use the bathroom. So I open the door to get out. He doesn't get out of the truck. He just like stays in the back of the truck looking at me like, like, why are you getting out? You know? <laughs> and so I'm like, come on, let's go. And he just stands there kind of moving his mouth back and forth because he was a weird dog. It was like he was trying to talk to me sometimes. And I was just like, <laughs> what is this dude? What do, you, what do you want, dude? You know, I was like, right, you know what? Forget it. And I got back in the truck. So I go to sleep and he starts whimpering about like 30 minutes later, he's whimpering again. And I'm like, dude, you know, I, I, I tried to let him out. Well, there was one of these machines and I don't even know much about these machines. And, and it's, it's pretty ridiculous because I actually work in construction security a lot. And, and I don't fall asleep now. Okay. This wasn't, this was because it's my, <laughs> this is my company now. It's my company, you know, but this was not my company. This was not my company. I was just an hourly paid guy, whatever. Um, I was a lieutenant at that company, so I, I should have actually been a better employee. But anyways, I, I, I was just, there was nobody out there. It was middle of nowhere. And so there was a machine that had one of those like, uh, excavator. It was like a hook on it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it would like dig the, I don't know what they're called. They Excavators. Had, an excavator. Back okay. Excavator. Back. Well, it wasn't a backhoe. It wasn't a little one. It was a big one. They were big digging, one the yeah. They were digging yeah. some stuff. Yeah. And so they, it had a light on it. And those guys that were working in there, they had they had been working on it with it, you know, until mm -hmm. like ten, eleven o'clock, like I said. And it was summertime, okay, so it it, it wasn't Hot. dark that long, yeah. And I had to get there like at five or six o'clock or something, and it was it was an annoying. I didn't even really know what I was doing there, but, anyways, there what had happened was when they first started working there, they had a few weird little things like they would come in the next day and stuff would be moved around, so they thought that somebody was going out there and playing around, so they hired security. But I really didn't see why anybody would drive out to the middle of the country and mess with anything. But they did have caskets that were sitting out. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I walked around the, the, the like when they when I first got there, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't really want to walk around this place at night. So I just got in the truck and was like, and then that's when I kind of knocked out. Well, <clears throat> and, it, and this wasn't even like one of the scariest places I'd ever been. I've been to some scary, really scary places. But it was unnerving. And so the light on one of that, those machines came on. <clears throat> and this was probably like 2 in the morning. and or it, was, it was about 2.15 in the morning. And it just came on. And I was like, whoa. And it was just shining on me. And I thought maybe one of the workers had come back. So I get out of my truck. And my dog, at this point, he's now sound asleep. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's great timing. And then he wouldn't he wouldn't get out anyway because I tried to get him out earlier. But it was just like he's asleep. So I tried to wake him up to try to drag him out to come with me. And he just will not wake up. He's just really tired. He just kind of lays there, looks at me, and goes back to sleep. So I had to go check this out. And it was across the cemetery. And I'm walking into the light the whole time. And I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm yelling. I'm security. You know, the machine moved. Oh. What? Oh, yeah, wow. it moved. Like it was actually on. It was on. Like turned and, and on. It, and yeah. it turned. Like it it swiveled. Oh. And I was like, uh, somebody's and I could see kind of like what I thought was somebody up in there, but I couldn't get a good look at it, so I ran around the side of it 
and there were a couple of graves that were open, you know? So I ran around the side of it, and as I got to the side of it, there was nobody in it. Oh, wow. And so the light on the machine went off, and it, it turned off. Like, the light went off first, and then the machine shut off. And I was like, so I, so I had to go, I, with my flashlight, I literally, I mean, I had to do my job. Mm-hmm. So I walked the perimeter of that cemetery, and it, I'm talking in the middle of nowhere, two three in the morning it was very scary that's all i could do i could describe it was like and i'm thinking somebody did, did somebody get up i have to put this in my report i mean i don't know what i don't know what to do at this point you know so i went back to my truck and nothing else happened that night but i did report it to the office the next day i said hey there's some weird stuff happening out there and i told him what happened and he said you know what the other guards have reported that too i don't know what that is and I'm like, yeah, I know what it is. It's some <laughs> ghost or something because they're digging up bodies yeah. and maybe these things aren't happy. I don't know. I said, well, I'm not going back. So <laughs> my, you know, so my boss, like, just, he's like, I got nobody. Can you come on, man? I mean, I just, and so he talked me into going back out there. So I did it the second night and I went back out there. I couldn't get my dog to go. <laughs> well, that was a red flag, right? There. I should have just been like, well, I'm not going. Because he wouldn't even come. Like, he, he, and anybody that know my dog, he loved to ride. If it's like, if you're going to get in the truck, he thought he was supposed to go. Yeah. And he'd run out to the truck and jump in there, you know, and, and I had the, like, the back seat, you know, area, whatever. He'd lay down on the floorboard. He had his own little spot in the truck, and he would go to work with me when I worked out in, you know, these places. No, he wouldn't even walk outside the house. It was like he knew I was going back out there, and he'd rather stay in the, the haunted house we lived in then go out back out there so he stayed you know of course my brother was there whatever with him you know so he was just like i told my brother i was like he he don't want to go and he's like well he probably knows something's out there i'm like oh thanks for the encouragement because now i gotta go back out to this haunted place and so i go out there and i'm i'm really freaking scared the second night you know and so i end up like going to sleep again because i didn't know what else to do I guess trying to go to sleep out there was just the best way that I could cope with it or something because I didn't want to be awake. <laughs> well, I ended up having like this really weird dream that there was this guy with long hair like kind of walking around my truck. And I woke up because it was like, you know, like it, it startled me. And like he was, he wasn't, he didn't look menacing or anything like that. He actually kind of looked like a Native American, but I don't know, you know, what he was. It just, he's he just walking around my truck. And it's like he was trying to talk to me and, it was almost like it was real, but then I woke up. So then I get out of the truck to stretch and to take a leak, you know, cause you know, there's no bathroom. I have to do whatever, you know? So I, the light comes on me again and that thing is on the machine is on again. And so I don't know what to do at this point. I don't go up to the machine because I'm pretty, pretty confident that that's not, there's you know, nothing or nobody. There's there. nothing there. So I just got back into the truck and the light stayed on me for about an hour and a half. And I was really annoyed. I turned my truck and parked at an angle so I, it wouldn't be directly on me. And the, and the machine moved to like to blind me through the mirror. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really weird. And so the, so I did actually leave early that day. Like I just let, it was about, you know, an hour before the shift. And I just was like, I'm, I'm screw this. I just took off, and then I told him, I said, I said, you got one more day out there? I said, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. I'm sorry, I cannot do it. And he was like, oh, you know, whatever. He cussed a little bit. He didn't cuss at me, but he was just like, man, you know. Because, you know, and now I know his position because now that I run a company, 
it's hard when you got to cover stuff and like i'm gonna touch this in another episode eventually uh there is a church that we did that's out in the middle of nowhere sal knows this story Mm because you've talked to two of the people who've been involved with it besides me and there is a there was a haunting going on out there and for lack of a better just the way to describe it i mean we couldn't get it staffed we couldn't keep it staffed i don't know how to describe like it was just unstaffable let's put it that way so we eventually had to give it up because it was unstaffable and i myself went out there and had to work after i'd gone through six guards but this cemetery and i don't know whatever happened to that i just just i just never went back and i said sorry man you're gonna have to get it covered with someone else i've done two days and I was honest. I said, "Look, man, I, I I didn't even say the last hour." And he goes, "Ah, I don't care." And I was, he's <laughs> like, "I'm, you know, I'm tired of this, you know." And so I don't know if we kept it or whatever happened to it. I never did actually talk to the other two guards that were there before me. I didn't know them, so I didn't really talk. It was a big company, a very big company, yeah. and so I didn't talk to those individuals. But like I said, we will talk about it in another episode that there that there was a church which also had a small cemetery next to it oh, yeah. and it was growed up there were trees and everything growed up and it was from a spanish from the when the spanish were here and way back in the 1700s so that's you know that that property and of course they were renovating it and let oftentimes brings up stuff mm-hmm. you know disturbing it yeah yeah and so i ended up having to work it because we went through a bunch of guards and couple guys that I thought were absolutely fearless and they just just couldn't do it. I mean, it was just terrifying and so they left and so but that's another time, another story and that that's what we're going to we're going to c- cut the 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 call this a night, call it know? a night hey, in this Josh. discussion. <laughs> yes. Hey Josh, I yeah. have just two things real quick if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um one, uh Sal, did uh what did you think about that picture I sent That was quite disturbing. It's, you know, all I can think of in my mind is that um, I had actually I had a couple questions. The only thing I, you know, I thought about it, and you know, I thought to myself, "Well, some people out there are gonna say, oh, it's a Photoshop, it's a Photoshop.'" And you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because the first question I have is, you know, you said you got it on your iPad, right? Yeah, it was on. Uh, yeah, I was gonna tell you the story. It's just uh, we were living in a duplex that uh, I guess it was, it's a duplex, but it was like it was a fourplex. I'm sorry. Um, our next door neighbors around the side of the four plagues, uh, they had two little girls that were, how old were like nine? Yeah, they were the same age as, as our son, so they were about nine or ten. <clears throat> and, uh, anyways, we were just sitting there one evening, and the little girl came running, they used to come over to our house all the time. Uh, she comes running over there, banging on the door. I go to the door, she's freaking out, and I, all she does is, uh, I'm like, you know, what's going on? And she just holds her iPad up. That's what's in the picture I seen you. It's actually a picture you see of the picture on the iPad. Wow. So and the- um, that was on the iPad. If you look at the picture closely, you can see the outline of the iPad. Like she's, you know, I'm holding the iPad right there, taking a picture of it. And, and she uh, took the picture? No, she, she, this is what's crazy is she said she was taking a nap on the couch and she had her iPad like propped up on the table. And uh, she heard the iPad go off, and that's what woke her up, and that's what was on her iPad. Her camera had went off by itself. Holy and that's coming, that, that thing, whatever that apparition or whatever, you can see the face, you can yeah. see the eyes. Yeah. 
you can see like it looks almost demonic to me. Yeah, it's they, they to touch base with the Ouija board. They they had a Ouija board. I didn't know that. I didn't know about the Ouija yeah, board, but I just oh uh, well. All I know is that like I told you, she came running over there freaking out, and she said her iPad it went all by itself. It woke her up, and that's what she had seen, and she came running over there. Wow, where was her parents at this? Where time? were her parents? Her parents were there. They were. I think they were arguing. They didn't get along very well with each other. Yeah, her mom wasn't a very nice person i don't know oh. exactly where her parents were at i think uh my wife had told you know her mom about it and she blew it off as she was a really angry person like yeah, she, she just blew it off like you know whatever i don't care um type of deal and um i mean they spent after they got to know us uh their kids stayed at our house actually more than <laughs> they stayed at their own house because their parents argued a lot and stuff oh. Wow, a lot of negative so, energy there. And then the other thing was, Josh, I heard on one of your episodes, um, you were talking about Panthers being here. They are definitely here. When, oh, I, was yeah. driving a vac- when mm-hmm. I was driving a vacuum truck last year, you know, in the oil field, mm-hmm. I used to pull salt water at night. I worked from 6 in the evening to 6 in the morning, and I'd see weird stuff. That We'll touch base on that on, uh, on another time. But um, I did see two Panthers on two different times uh, when I was working nights. Wow. Well, yeah. that's definitely uh yeah there 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 there's there's a lot of them i mean yeah. like we i think people just don't realize like they're that they're out there oh yeah no, they're definitely they're definitely out there the first one i saw i about uh defecated on myself <laughs> wow yeah there's a and guy I that actually i carried a pistol with me in my frcs you weren't even supposed to carry you know anything but um i was like you know i'm going out in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere and i'm by myself i'm taking something yeah, yeah absolutely Definitely, because uh, I got family members that, you know, three brothers that that uh, saw a black panther with a uh, with a young, you know, a young fawn. I wouldn't say it's mm-hmm. a baby, but I'd say a young fawn in its mouth. And you know, this is out in rural Comanche County. They all three yep. saw it about fifteen, about fifteen to twenty feet away. Uh, excuse me, fifteen to twenty yards in front of their truck. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Mm-hmm. And I know that they didn't, for the life of me, I know they didn't mistake, you know, mistake a black bear for a black panther. No, yeah, you're not going to mistake it once you see it. Yeah. The the real quick, the second one I had seen, I carried a little mini handheld spotlight that was really bright um, that I would use to open up cattle gates and all that that you had to get into to get to the pad, you know, to pull the salt water. And uh, the first one I had seen, it was probably about 70 yards from me, and it was kind of in an open field with spaced out trees, and the eyes kind of lit up like a yellowish, goldish yeah. uh, color with the light, the the eye shine on it. Um, so you definitely can't mistake that for like a bear or something. Um, sure. But I'm definitely going to try to get into that email. We tried to get in it yesterday. I'm going to keep trying so I can oh, yeah. get you all those pictures. Please do. Please do. Um. Because I really want y'all to see those. Yeah, y- y- y'all will really like them. We definitely, definitely want to see those. And, of course, uh, all all the pictures and audio or anything like that we receive, well, you know, we definitely, we're thankful for it. We appreciate it. Yeah, and I want to thank y'all for letting us come on because uh, there hasn't been very, actually, just my wife, really, that besides my parents with the stuff when I was younger, um, stuff like that happening i don't just you know i've never really it's good to get it off my chest and, and talk about it because a lot of people you might tell that and they they look at you weird or, or they want to change the subject or something so i just kind of you know didn't talk about it so and we want to just put you you know at ease you know yeah. don't talk because we're just normal people yeah, yeah. And, and and 
you know, we, we've through our own experiences in our lives and stuff like that, you know, Wolf having his, uh, you know, his encounter and stuff at 15 and, you know, I'm a, thank goodness I haven't had, yeah, I'm a retired soldier and all that stuff, you know, and I've been around for a while and two tours in Iraq and all the other stuff, you know, and so, you know, basically for lack of better words, doing counseling of any sort, preferably with people who are willing to listen to you, it does the soul a lot of good. Yeah. You know, not the ones that are going to look at you, laugh at you, because, you know, hey, who wants to be around that kind of, uh, that well, kind right. of those are the ones you beat up. <laughs> you want, you want the, you want the reassurance that you're not going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know. and the world, you know, the world is, is a lot more what people think it is. Yes, sir. You know, truth is stranger than fiction. That's right. Many, many cases, probably most, most of the cases. <laughs> That's right. So we thank you for coming on, Luke. Brenda, you guys, this has been a wonderful and very interesting uh, episode. Gosh, it's just, I'm sure we could keep going for hours. But Yeah, <laughs> I could talk about a few more things. And yeah, I, I mean, like that, that's that's how we do our show. And yeah. This is the round table. You know, you guys yeah. sit at the round table and we talk. And yeah. it, it's, you're just in your living room. Everybody there listening with us, they're just listening to you tell your stories. We tell our stories and yeah. we just, we're just talking. We're just having a good time. Yes. Nobody's. Uh, it's not this pressure of like you're you're in an interview and you can because because I like to call it discussions. I don't yeah. really call it interviews because right. you know, there's interviews and there's discussions. This yeah. is just a discussion. Yeah, it's dang. We're know, just right. shooting. We're just shooting the breeze, and you're telling us what what your reality is, and we're telling you what our reality is, and what happened to you, and everything. Yeah. and it's good to talk to native Texans. Yes, it that's is. Right. That's right. I, I, I might not have been born here, but I've lived here long enough. Oh, I that's right. You're not from here. Now, Brenda, she's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you know what? My wife hears me do that. She's going to come out here and start swinging on me. <laughs> she, she's like, she's not well, a Texan, yeah, but really she got her as fast it. as she yeah, could. Yeah. We were, we're definitely, we'll stay in touch with y'all, and I'm going to uh, get those pictures one way or another. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Like, we were, we definitely appreciate it. Like sitting outside or anything, I'll, I'll continue to take my yes. phone out with me when I take my dog out. And if I can get any more recordings, I'll send those to you guys also. Absolutely. Well, you know, not that I'm wishing any 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 more encounters right. upon you, Brenda, and or Luke. <laughs> I'm not either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but if they do happen, and and you know, like you said, you saw some big footprints out there. You know, one of your encounters. You get a chance, snap a picture. And, and this is the best way to 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 that that would help you if you take if you find a footprint and you take a picture of it, have something in you know in your hand. It, you, well, oh yeah. You smoke a cigarette. You smoke cigarettes. So hey, if you got that's a lighter, right, you know, I'll put a cigarette box next to it. <laughs> yeah, just for size reference. And that's actually not the best method. I've heard that if you find a footprint, and a police officer told me this. You're supposed to jump in it with your foot and stomp around and see if that. <laughs> see if yeah. That, okay. To compare, you know, yeah. just to compare, and yeah. then, you know, and if not, then just scratch it out and draw, redraw it. Yeah, but uh, definitely, you know, put something down there for size reference because there's a lot of people out there that take pictures, good pictures of these prints from Dogman and and Sasquatch, but there's nothing there to reference it off of. So you're only looking at a picture, and and, and you know. You're always, you know, as they say, the haters, haters are going to hate. That's and right. Haters gonna, are going to hate. And hey, I'm gonna... not trying to keep you guys mm-hmm. on the interview any longer, but I do need to tell you this the really discussion. quick. Please. Discussion. I'm sorry. 
so remember I told well obviously you remember I told you about that thing that was in the bushes well the next day me and my husband had I actually have pictures of this I do have saved um me and my husband went outside and we found three footprints and something had you could see like crawled through the the bushes I have pictures of that too so I'll send you those oh yes thank you thank you so much and make sure to go on to the uh, paranormal round table round table on Facebook okay Everybody that's listening, if you're not on the Paranormal Roundtable Facebook group, join. Yeah, join up. We get a lot of interesting stuff. Oh yeah, we we get a lot of interesting stuff. People post a lot of stuff. Yeah, we filled up quick. Within like two days, we had like 500 members. That's great. That's great. I think I was like the 40th member or something like that. So hey, we were we were the like newest. (laughs) Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. I hope y'all's show keeps growing and. Oh, yeah. Everything keeps going good because, like I told y'all, I love listening to it. Uh, well, it's we're just, awesome. So we're just really a couple awesome of guys. guys. Just a couple of hicks from Texas. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Sa- Sal is a no, uh, okay. a red Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Sal is, and, and me. You know, I'm You're just half a, red Mexican. I'm just a half breed over here. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm half Mexican, half white, and my mom is Mexican, and my dad's white, but we're all country. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. All, te- all Texan. I can tell yeah, you that. That's definitely true. Oh, wow. So thank you so much. It's been great, guys. Hey, thank y'all. appreciate it. It was awesome talking to y'all. Y'all have a good night. You too. too. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.